0: trek companion this is episode 271 i am your host ryan williams i am adam caesar
1: i'm Stephen imbry
0: and today we're discussing discovery's second season episodes light and shadows and if memory serves here we go
1: Light and Shadows, Season 2, Episode 7. Original release date, February 28, 2019. Directed by Marta Cunningham. Story by Ted Sullivan and Vaughn Wilmot. Teleplay by Ted Sullivan. Guest cast include Michelle Yeoh as Philippa Giorgio, James Fran as Sarek. Mia Kushner as Amanda Grayson. Ethan Peck as Spock. Alan Van Sprang as Leland. Hannah Cheeseman as Ariam, Emily Coots as Kayla Detmer. Patrick Kwok-Chun as Reese. Oyen Olodejo as Joanne Oosikun. Uh, Ronnie Rowe Jr. as R.A. Bryce, Julianne Grossman as Discovery Computer, Arista Arin as young Michael Burnham, and Liam Hughes as young Spock.
2: Discovery is confronted by a time anomaly while researching the Red Angel signal over Kaminar. Pike and Tyler investigate the anomaly in a shuttlecraft, sending a probe into it. That same probe soon attacks them, now upgraded with future technology. Meanwhile, Burnham visits Vulcan as she continues her search for Spock. Confronting her mother, Burnham learns that she's been hiding Spock, who is in psychological stress, repeating phrases in a series of numbers. Upon learning this, Sarek instructs Burnham to trust Starfleet and take Spock to Section 31 to fix his mind. Either
1: the well was very deep, or she fell very slowly. For she had plenty of time as she went out.
0: What's going to happen next? Shuttle
2: approaching the anomaly. I've lost them. It's perfect.
0: Spark, it's me. Adam, get us going on <laughs> Light and Shadows. I say that right as you take a drink. <laughs>
2: Um, light and shadows, so here we go, you know. This is kind of the um the Spock reveal. That's the big um the big real part about this episode. Seven um,
0: episodes into a fourteen episode season,
2: I think. Yep. Halfway in and um here we go. You uh, know, I guess I'll just I'll just, you know, address the elephant in the room. You know, we got Spock here. It's a new actor, it's, it's not to Leonard Nimoy or zachary Quinton. Um it's the new guy. Quinto. Quinto. Even though Quinto, I think, kind of looks more like Nimoy, I, I I really enjoyed this performance, and I'm I'm speaking because I've seen the whole season, and and I was really impressed with it. It kind of makes me wonder, like, if we would have gotten more backstories, um, from discovery in that relationship, you know, if they didn't, you know, do what they do at the end of this season. But overall, I mean, I, I like this episode. We finally get him, you know, we get some more intrigue with the family. Um, you know, the dynamics, you know, you had good scenes there between, um, the parents, you know, um, Sarek and, um, Amanda, um, those, and those were good scenes to me. I, I enjoyed those, you know, she kind of confronted him in a, in a human way and in a logical way, you know, I'm, I'm I do not um, I'm not under your authority. That was a good line. Um, so overall, yeah, I thought this was a solid episode. I liked it. I dug it. It, it moves the story along. Uh, the B story in it. I mean, me, me you know, you know, Tyler and Pike, it's kind of, it's a kind of a traditional Star Trek, um, you know, storyline, you know, the shuttlecraft goes out and we knew it was coming because Pike said he had to go on this mission and we knew there was going to be some shenanigans. Um, And obviously we get a plot point from the B story that moves us further along into the, the overarching storyline that we got going on here, but we'll get into that into the next episode. So that's kind of the only the real takeaway from the, the B line that I got.
0: Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on the maybe the, the B story being a little bit disinteresting, but it's, you know, the A story is character stuff and that's good performances. So let's get into that some more. But uh, Steve, give us your first thoughts here.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with what's been said. Um, I enjoyed the stuff with the, uh, with the Sarek and Amanda and um, Michael, all of the, the family interactions i think that was interesting the dynamics and the conversations the um you know i i i I like ethan peck as spock too i think he does a great job um the b story stuff is i i I love the part where it's like where uh, pike says the thing about an you know, no way to get rid of him want I know the feeling, you know, it's like, it's like the whole audience, you know, with <laughs> Ash Tyler. Um, and uh, so that's, that's what it is, you know, a goofy time weird thing and pulling them out and all this rigmarole. Um But I mean, yeah, it's, it does, some of that stuff does bring us these larger, you know, along with the larger components of the arc with the, with control and, you know the sphere data, all these, all that kind of stuff. You know, which it's, it's almost, almost forgot about that. And then it's like, oh yeah, we're that stuff, which is such a big important thing later. You know? Yeah. So I, I yeah, I think it's fine. I dug it. Like Spock. There you go. Pretty sure that was the tagline they they used in the ads for the right. season. Right.
0: <laughs> Spock. There you go. Just watch <laughs> it. I'm gonna do it. You know, you're gonna watch it. It's kind of neat. This is the. It's, it feels like the first time. That it opened where instead of a previously on Star Trek, yeah, uh, showing us a bunch yeah, of, none of that. clips, it's just all in context. You know, there's several lines in the first few minutes explaining, you know, some exposition stuff. And when you're binging it, maybe I'd almost rather they they do the recap clips and just put a chapter marker <laughs> after you just skip it and you're just watching the whole thing. Other than oh yeah, they're they're talking about it and I just saw that, but. It's certainly a heck of a lot more elegant done here, because it didn't feel overly expository or something. Anyway, it was a little thing, and then they, I know they basically do it on if memory serves as well. Although there we get a much sweeter uh, previously on with actual clips that we'll we'll discuss when we get to that episode. It, it was cool seeing a uh, Vulcan. The the special effects, you know, I know it's just all CG stuff, but still, can you imagine? Seeing that in 1966, <laughs> no, it's <laughs> crazy. Or 67, say season two, a muck time. Yeah, no, it's it's amaz- It was amazing and incredible. I remember the first time this episode played. it. That's what stuck out with me. Um, I was like, wow, just what a you know beautiful realization of what we've all imagined Vulcan looks like. I mean, even the 2009 JJ Star Trek didn't didn't feel as real a place. As those couple of VFX shots of Vulcan here, to me, um, and yeah, I agree that I like the I like the Amanda and the Sarek stuff. Yeah, every time it cuts back to the future cephalopod probe thing, it's it's not it's not all that interesting.
2: I mean, I kind of feel like we should have you know better energy for this episode. Like you said, it's Spock, it's Spock, but I mean, it's a, it's a, I, well, I, and I, it's I also. It's, it's, it's also a, not
0: really Spock, you know. Yeah, it's we, Spock who needs to get his mind help, yeah. uh, which we're gonna is gonna happen in the next one. And the next one is where he starts to feel like Spock.
2: So then, I mean, so you guess you could say it's more like eight episodes in yeah. right? until <laughs> we get Spock.
1: Yeah. Well, that's why it's even beginning of the <laughs> second half. <laughs> his yeah, you know, his body in seven, his mind in eight. Yeah.
2: Then you know, I guess what another little plot point that what section thirty one kind of that dynamic becomes a little clearer that you know the the captain of that ship isn't very nice that kind of thing
0: well you know if, if he hadn't been section 31 like the scene when he's explaining to Burnham what he how he's going to help and what he's going to do uh, I believed him it was only the fact that you know yeah, he's wearing black and on a black ship <laughs> and it's like right, I'm section 31 and you can't actually trust anything I say if it weren't for all that stuff I'd be like oh what a sweet guy he's really going to try and help and I trust him everything he's saying to me
2: but yet she still believed Giorgio over him
0: right after that yeah it's interesting that that's immediate. Um, But they do have a a, very interesting relationship. We say it every time, but Michelle Yeoh is so great. She's, I mean, I think everybody's good, but she's always just a cut above. You know, she's always, there's always.
2: You know, it's kind of, you know, to, 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 to um say Tyler, you know, she's, she's already set her place in what she's going to be in the show. Hmm. and it's and you know we're still trying
0: to figure out tyler (laughs) yeah
2: exactly (laughs) yeah yeah
0: yeah this was another episode where it really felt like um tyler's presence is just so unnecessary and forced and pointless and at least there's a tiny bit to well him in the next episode or at least his the fact that he's there as the doppel as the that's the fall the red herring. Fall guy. I'm sorry. We're fall guy. I couldn't find my idioms. The red herring. So I guess that serves some tiny purpose in the next episode. But then this one it really just feels
1: Yeah, you know, it, it is interesting how Tyler, and we've spoken of this already, how it's it's so when you with repeat viewings, it's so obvious that they struggle to find a place for him because you know, it's nearly episode to episode for certain parts of this series where It's like, let's, let's have, let's do this thing with him. Let's make him this type of role, or this is the kind of angle we're going to take. And then it gets dropped kind of, or ignored. And then we move to a different thing, you know, um, I mean, it's a, it's almost desperation on the on the part of the writers with him. You know, it's a, I just don't know what to do with him. Let's move him around. This thing. Let's do this thing. I don't. And,
2: you know. and I don't. I don't mind the actor or his performances. It's not like I'm annoyed by by his performances. It's yeah, it's the writing. It's just like what what are you going to do? You know, pick something and just kind of go with it with him. Um, it's kind of just kind of how it's been.
0: Well, I talked last time about how his just his very presence is indicative of a a character that isn't true to itself in any way you know if he cared about this klingon half and those relationships and his child i mean he would not be where he is right now on on you know physically (laughs) it just doesn't (laughs) doesn't make any sense it it really doesn't so it's another you know i'm surprised that we talked about before we started discovery especially getting into these super serialized story arcs like is this going to be difficult for us to treat to discuss on a weekly or you know, two-at-a-time kind of basis the way we normally do our podcast. But either I overestimated that difficulty or these episodes are uh, more uh, demonstrably standalone than I'd remembered or realized. Because like Light and Shadows, when you step back, it seems totally like a cog in the wheel of this season arc. Yet the cephalopod and Amanda in the the place with the Katras. I mean, all that stuff is just here. You know? Mm-hmm. This episode has a, a personality. It has a. You can tell. I can tell you what happens here that's unlike the surrounding episodes. I'm surprised about this. Have you had the same thought?
2: Well, I think when we kind of get into the discussion of um, what it's about, um, that's where Steve and I struggle because, you know, sometimes, you know, when they're, you know, mis- it's kind of like when you go back. They first kind of started doing this with enterprise, with when you had the three p, you know, the three episodes. So it's kind of like it's just three chapters of a movie, and that's kind of how this this series is. Sometimes this episode, you know, I, I feel like they, you know, they do have something to say here. It's a little bit more concrete than say other episodes. But that's kind of where I feel like we kind of struggle, Lou, Steve, and I, when we have to kind of explain what they're tr- what they're trying to say, what they're trying to convey to the audience. in a a, a single episode sometimes can be difficult.
1: Well, I mean, if you take on one end of the spectrum, like something like the original series, where there was, you know, the whole point is let's let's make it absolutely standalone so they could go in any order and it doesn't make any difference. And Next Gen was practically that way too. But, you know you go from that extreme to they it's a big long story and you chop it up and we still have to make them like a coherent episode and it's just completely different animals really you know and so a a lot of the work is you know making A, a stories b stories and making it feel like something you can cut off and be an episode yet still tell be a cog in the wheel like you said and and sometimes there's not there's not room for you know really having a you know some kind of lesson or moral implication to say when you do have to do all those things the really good ones still pull it off i mean there are ones that are really good they still advance a larger storyline and so on but i i think it's challenging
2: In, in this episode today that we're you know this first episode it's structurally like a next gen episode there's a there's a very much a standalone a story and b story um and they have a little bit in common and that's you know what we saw a lot you know in the you know the earlier star trek um shows um so this one this one kind of I, you know i'm gonna i liked it i it, it's comfortable because you know this is a this is this format of this particular episode was um was more traditional
0: on that note what's it about
2: we're talking about trust a lot in this in this episode you know it's the trust among, amongst family, you know, on um, Burnham going to her mother and like, you have to help, let me help Spock. You have to trust me. Um, you know, then it, it comes Sarek enters the picture. You have to trust me. I'm not, I don't want to lose. And that's an emotional moment. I don't want you, I don't want to lose both my children today. And that's about as much emotion as we'll get from, from Sarek. So that was about trust. And then you, you jump to the B story and there's, you know, it's just the trust between, you know, Pike and Tyler. It's not a, a, as emotionally telling or, you know, we kind of, Gone over that already, but that's kind of the the same issue. They're trying to give those two a bonding moment where they can learn to trust each other. um and That's kind of the themes that I took from this episode.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think I think that's I think they were definitely going for that, you know, because you had kind of that whole thing where the flashback moment where the little time twist thing makes Pike think that there's a moment where he's going to be accosted in some fashion by Tyler, but in reality, it's a you know they have to work together to defeat this common enemy so you know this kind of leap of faith trust with some you know people that you care about or in some kind of league with i think i think that's probably what they were going with since they did make that put that little element into the b story and definitely the a story's got that going on yeah all right let's do six
0: degrees for light and shadows adam yeah adam yes Pike ignites plasma to help Discovery find their lost shuttle. What was the original series episode where Spike took this? Spica, Spock took this same action.
2: What was the name of the episode? Yep. I have no idea. I do remember the the scene, but I have no idea what the name of the episode is.
1: Steve, was that the Galileo Seven? Yes. Cool. That's correct. All right. Steve has one. Moving on. <laughs> If Memory Serves, Season 2, Episode 8, Original Release Date, March 7th, 2019. Directed by TJ Scott, written by Dan Dorkin and Jay Beatty. Guest cast include Michelle Yeoh as Philippa Giorgio, Melissa George as Vina, Ethan Peck as Spock, Alan Van Spring as Leland, Rachel Ann Cheryl as Non, Dee Pelletier as Talosian, Rob Brownstein as The Keeper, Allison Dawn as Starfleet Psychiatrist, Hannah Cheeseman as Ariam, Emily Coots as Kayla Detmer, Patrick Kwakchun as Reese, Oyan Oladehu as Joan Owassekun, Ronnie Rowe Jr. as R.A. Bryce, Julian Grossman's as Discovery Computer, Arista Arian as young Michael Burnham, Riley Gilchrist as Andorian Admiral, Liam Hughes as young Spock, Harry Joes as Tellarite Admiral, Yonda de Leon as Section 31 Engineer, Sarah Middich as Lieutenant Nilsson and Tara Nicodemo
2: as Admiral Patar. Previously, the Enterprise visited Talos 4, where Pike and Spock met the Talosians. That can create incredible illusions. Pike fell in love with Veena, an injured Federation crewman in the Telosian's care, but she was unable to leave the planet and survive, while Pike chose to return to the Enterprise. Starfleet banned Future visits to Talos IV. Now Burnham and Spock secretly travel, travel to Talos IV, where the Telosians can heal Spock's mind in exchange for Burnham's memories of emotional scarring of Spock. The latter reveals that he mind-melded with a red angel, time-traveling being trying to avert a galactic catastrophe in the future. Are you Talosian? No. Human. But a permanent resident. Spock. It's me. Vina. Don't you recognize me? What's happened to him? Who are you? I'm an old friend of Captain Christopher Pike. Is is Chris, is he coming back as well? Are you saying Captain Pike and Spock have both been here before? Well, in some ways, Captain Pike never left. I was a crew member on a survey ship that crashed here when I was young. Long ago. Then Talosians put me back together. That's the easiest way to explain it. I'm Commander Michael Burnham. They welcome you, Commander, and ask that you join them below the surface. They're speaking to you now? Beam down with Spock so they can examine him. What do you mean, examine? You brought us
1: here because you knew the Talosians could help you.
0: My my friend Brian McCaukey, who's been on our podcast once or twice, I remember he joined us to talk about the motion picture last summer. He has a 10-year-old son, and they watched Discovery and got into it. And actually now they're going back and starting to watch the original series. But they really love Discovery, especially this second season. And they were talking a lot about this episode in particular and the way it references the original series and it made them want to watch it. But watching it now, thinking about it and watching it now, it's like, in a way, I massively envy them because if you know star trek like we know star trek i find it so confusing i have to do such mental gymnastics when watching this episode of discovery because it's like they give us the the previously on which is really fun and great and amazing that it's still how ahead of their time they were that they can play that and i'm still like yep we're in the same universe cool but it's like okay so forget the cage because that has stuff that was never actually aired and isn't canon, so just kind of put that out of your brain completely. But only remember the parts that were used in the Menagerie, because that is canon, but not what happens at the beginning and bookendy parts of the Menagerie, because that is in the future from this Discovery episode. So it's like they give you a previously on, but they mean like literally chronologically previously previously on. Not just what our Star Trek brains who have only ever seen those clips in the context of the menagerie, you know, it's like, so even every, every time Veena's talking to Pike in this episode, I have to think which things have happened and which things haven't. And, but if you didn't know any of that and hadn't seen those things and all you got was the previously on to the beginning of this
2: butter, all fine. What's the reasoning? I know we probably talked about this, but what's the reasoning by not letting um, the KHP canon?
0: Well, that's another thing that actually this episode does is that it does try to, it tries to kind of, so, some of it, it tries to have both ways. But no, explain to me. I'm not, I'm not, well, sure. I, you on, know, it's going to sound dumb, but it would mean, <laughs> it would, it would mean that the, <laughs> the shot where Pike joins Vena and they walk up the, it's like this, correct me if I'm wrong, but this discovery episode is what tells us. Actually, they did leave a mirror of Pike behind, which is kind of what the cage or the cage implies happens. But we know what really happens is that shot is is at the end of the menagerie at current time during menagerie, so it really happens. It's like real Pike, except still Telogian, you know, memory Pike or uh,
1: uh, illusion right, Pike. Right,
0: right, right. See, you asked me the yeah, question, I'm yeah. <laughs> just trying to answer it. I'm like, no, ah, I'm yeah, breaking I mean, my brain.
1: In the in the cage, yeah, in the cage, the shot where he you see Pike join her at the end is a copy of Pike, so she can be satisfied or whatever. But he that is I, not in the menagerie. Same, no, so until that this episode is reused right? to be until
0: in this menagerie, episode of Discovery. So yeah. Did you know that there actually was a Telosian Pike staying with her all this time? Because I didn't. I remember it from the cage. I remember. I remember but the it from cage the, wasn't that. That bit of the cage wasn't canon. Yeah, I
1: guess not, but I, I still remember it. I mean, or not it was I know That's what I'm saying. That's so, why it's so confusing. So, <laughs> so yeah, like, so this this episode establishes that indeed the cage is... It, it, in effect, it solidifies the cage as essentially you can take it as canon. I don't think there's anything particularly like, controversial It's just that who we anything. saw wasn't who we thought we saw. Right. Right. Yeah, so it works. I mean, yeah. I, uh, yeah. I think it's great. I mean, it's one of those... I see what you're saying though. Someone who wouldn't know it going into it and then you get this and he's like, but it's, but it is, it is so interesting. It's, it's such a geeky Trek moment where yeah. you can, you know, and especially where yeah. they opened it, it's like, there's been nothing like it. Maybe there'll be nothing like it again, but it's just like, oh my gosh, this is so awesome when they did yeah, mean, it, it it's like even that you know, know, style it's
0: a, of the original series, rise.
1: but it jumps right into
0: discovery. No problem. But yeah. that was a
2: great transition from mm-hmm. um, Pike to Pike. Um, mm-hmm. the end yeah. And um, it was a great, great shot i mean great matching shot and it just mm-hmm. really worked well
1: yeah yeah so it's it's fantastic it's one of those things that that it just renews your whole i don't know that whole trekker thing where you you go through this thing because it's a cons, you know relatively consistent universe and you can connect a to b to b to c and you see where where the lines are drawn and and then when you have something that blatantly does it it's just makes it I don't know. It's just it's just satisfying in well, that you know, way, it, and it's also
0: not. But but it's at the same time. I don't feel like it's um, just overly nostalgic or pulling on right. the wrong. You know, face no. shallow. And it's not. It's not. Right. It's, this is a solid episode and really does mm-hmm. something.
1: Yeah, we've had we've had plenty of episodes that make lesser nods to previous series, and we say things like, "Oh, they're yeah. just doing that for his fan yeah. bait or something." Yeah. And this one, yeah. they they it's definitely fun and geeky, but but they 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 do it in a way that it is, it makes some sense and it does, there's some logic to why we're going there and why they're doing that to continue this story and to carry on and make us understand what Spock's experiencing and take us to the next step and all this kind of thing. So,
2: and then these would be beings that would be fresh in Spock's mind. You know what? This probably happened just a couple of years prior to this. Episode yeah. Whatever it is. Two, three time. years,
1: some few years ago. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah.
2: So Brian, you just went too far down the rabbit hole. You just yeah. to sit back and enjoy Sting it. Just think too
0: much. All right, Steve, Steve, uh, any more starting thoughts for us?
1: Well, I mean, I I really, obviously, I I dig this aspect of this episode. I mean, I think that first and foremost, I always think of this as, oh, yeah, the Talos Ford revisiting thing and all that stuff, too. We get a little bit of a, you know, in the cage slash menagerie, there's comments about how dangerous what these telosians can be and can do and and trying to fathom that you know, but we actually get a real taste of it early on when they go down there and try to land on the planet and all of a sudden they nearly blow themselves up and you know trying to avoid something that doesn't exist and so that's cool um but i think also what's really cool and unfortunately kind of just fizzles as it goes is something to do with tyler and we alluded in that last show was that whole Colbert tyler thing it's like can we? This The closest they come to touching on something that could be interesting is this idea of Colbert and Tyler, who, you know, he killed him. And yet they're both here and he didn't really kill him, but someone else, all this kind of complexities. Yet because of that, they both are, um, they're both kind of floating in the ether in this whole notion of what does it mean to be yourself? And I, I lack myself or I'm kind of me and kind of not. And I think that, that idea is really good here. And I wish we would have, they would have carried it more somehow, you know, but um, I like that a lot. And that's another thing I think of in this episode, a
0: legit chance to do something with Tyler. Mm-hmm. Nope. Sorry. We're moving on. Adam, your first thoughts.
2: Yeah. I'll, I'll just carry on to what Steve said there with that, that. So you have that whole scene in the mess, you know, where they're fighting and then, you know, they're kind of, you know, they're punched, punched each other out and then they just have the two lines of dialogue between each other. You know, I don't, I don't know who myself is. And he's like, I, I get that. And then he walks off. It just kind of, th- I'm just like, you could have had a more, you could have had the scene that, um, that Saru was wanting some catharticism for these two characters, some healing. Um, that's why you know, he wanted to let them fight, but they didn't there, you know, it's the fight. And then they just go their separate ways. There's no, you know, there was, to me, there was no, real confrontation between them and i think i agree with you steve it was it was a missed opportunity and it was something that could be re- something that was really interesting okay you have a, a guy who wasn't himself who killed a guy and now that guy's come back to life and how do they manage that and they just kind of just skipped right over it they set us all up for it and then they just skipped right over it and it was kind of disappointing but um to go back to the beginning yeah i really i enjoyed this episode it's it's fun. You know, I like the opening scene. I, like I said a second ago, I didn't get too, too analytical about it, um, Brian. So just kind of sat back and enjoyed it. You know, yeah, we're on Talos. We get kind of the same, you know, feeling from the cage and the menagerie. I think the scene that I kind of enjoyed the most is when Pike's in his ready room and um, Venus shows up and he's, <laughs> he, it was, it was a great response. He's really like flipped out. It's like, Oh, what are you doing here? And um, i I'm, yeah it's a it's a fun episode just for the star trek geeks and us and at the same time it stands on its own i don't you don't i don't think you really have to watch the the original series episodes to kind of understand what's going on in this episode and so that's what it kind of makes it its own episode as well
1: yeah and i think uh you know I want us to say one more thing. I I think, I think Wilson Cruz as Colbert is just fantastic. I mean, you know, it's one of these, I think it's, you know, in the first season, he wasn't even really a regular, so to speak, they didn't credit him that way. And then they did so going on from here, but I mean, how hard that is to play a character that's ticked off because he is resurrected. I mean, essentially you get a second chance at life and yet he's, you know, uh, angry and irritated all the time and you and it's hard to understand that and yet it really works i mean I, I never feel like why where is this coming from anything like that there's just this a deep thing that he's just that's just grating at him and just rejecting the things that are you know that he was once used to and well i'm not that anymore and, and yet somehow that carries on and he and he, and he becomes more determined so this time goes on this kind of stuff it, it's very com- complicated you know to do that and i think it, i think it's just fantastic how he does acting on that Yeah, he's really great. He's really
0: great. I had a couple of random thoughts. Um, I wrote, why is it so incredibly hilarious to hear Georgios say, I'm very busy? (laughs) I'm pretty sure it was supposed to be funny. I mean, to us, the audience. But regardless, it was. It was incredibly, incredibly funny. I'm
1: very busy. Because she was, like, doing something. When she said it right. It was kind of this, like, I don't <laughs> like, know. Like the mug in her hand. <laughs> right. Something <laughs> just like, oh, you know.
2: Just very nonchalant. I'm doing. Just- right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I also, I wrote down something here that Tyler, because Pike is asking Tyler to tell him about his his history uh, with Burnham. And he said, "I violated I violated Michael's trust. Like you know, trying to kill her and stuff. (laughs) I think that
1: was the next line. It's in the deleted scenes. I think with him, they should have like at some point just like tried to, in a span of thirty seconds, like laid out in that kind of kind of dialogue the entire absurdity of his existence. You know, it's like, (laughs) well, let me tell you what's happened the last couple years, and just lay it out, (laughs) and then just forget it all and start again because you
2: know. I know we go down this path before, but you know we're. We're talking about, I think that was a mistake. They One of the big mistakes they made in the first season. They had him kill him. It was, and then they, it was, you know, we talked about that in the last, last season. It was so unnecessary and over the top. And it's a mistake that they've been trying to correct.
0: You can't, you can't come back we, from that.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, yeah, we understand that he was in a psychosis and that kind of thing, but I mean, the, it's just, it just hasn't worked. It's just, it was a mistake to to go that far. Um, with with that with what they did last season for no for no reason there wasn't you know, I know we hashed it out but I mean there was no reason to kill him they didn't progress the storyline or anything any further along it wasn't necessary.
1: Because we can cognitively accept that he wasn't himself, whatever himself is, but emotionally we can't. And so, like every time, it's not just in some kind of deep moment. It's anytime he goes in to have lunch in the cafeteria or whatever. It seems like how is he able to go have lunch in the cafeteria when he killed someone on the ship? Every time it feels wrong, and that's that's yeah. one of the problems, yeah. right? It
0: just mm-hmm. and in no universe would if this exact thing happened, which absurd.
2: And, you know, and, and Pike mentioned it. And, and no
0: universe would. Starfleet have assigned him to this ship. They wouldn't have allowed Section 30. Hmm, You're going to send a representative? All right. You know what? You can send anybody from your ship, except the guy that was on the ship and killed somebody.
2: Don't send him. Anybody else? Cool. But but not
0: that guy, obviously. Don't send him. And
2: Pike blurted it out in the last episode, you know, when they're walking through the corridor. Well, you know, you murdered a crew member. (laughs) You know? (laughs) (laughs) That's why I don't trust you on my ship. So, it's uh, yeah, it's unfortunate. I'm curious if we'll see that I'm curious if we'll see that character again in any um, section 31 shows.
0: Maybe then you know, I've just give him a few seasons and uh, you can figure out what to do with him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> can become a running joke. like every episode he's like a different character or something. I
2: Maybe mean... He's the engineer He's the. Mm-hmm. transport yes, operator, yes. Yeah. We
1: find out a lot
0: about we find all the all the mysterious questions about what happened to Spock, why, what happened to Spock happened to Spock his relationship to the Red Angel. We learn a lot about the Red Angel. I mean, this is a very pivotal episode from the seasonal arc and from everything that's led up to this. Uh, And it's all a pretty satisfying answer, actually. Even, even, you know, just narratively that he would go to Talos kind of makes some sense. And that this is where we find all that stuff out because it really requires... Basically, you know, I guess they could have had a Vulcan mind meld, a couple Ooh. of them, <laughs> something like that. But um, it's it's pretty economical. The storytelling here, I mean, there's they get a lot of information out in an interesting way in a short amount of time, uh, it, and it, all that stuff is really really solid and good, I think. And it's been all the stuff we learn about their relationship, and you know, of course, you know, Star Trek fans can can argue. Spock should never have had a sister and all those kind of things. But assuming you accept the basic structure of the television show, Star Trek Discovery, the explanations here and their relationship and the actions she took as a child and all that stuff, it's, it's solid storytelling, you know, I think, and I I enjoyed this episode for that stuff. Just as much as the cool original series, fun stuff.
2: And, you know, we learned that you can't go for a walk at night on Vulcan. Just, Gotta stay inside. Go outside at night.
0: Should have brought Spock's pet, Sealot, with her. Maybe he could have. I'm sure he was yeah. running around somewhere. I didn't see him. What's this episode about?
2: Well, like, as you said, there's a lot going on in this episode. And, and I think this is one of these times where it's going to be hard to pinpoint exactly what they're trying to say in this episode because there's so much going on and there's a lot of information coming out. I mean, you can... You can go back to the Tyler doctor stuff. There's a, they didn't pull it off, but I think they were trying to go for a healing moment, a train, not knowing who you are and learning who you are. I think that kind of translates to Spock and Burnham a little bit. I said, I don't know if they pulled any of this stuff off because they, they, they had to go really fast, but that's kind of the Spock is obviously in a place early on in the episode where he doesn't know who he is. And he, oh, he, he's, he's not himself. We know Tyler's never really been himself. Um, Doc is not himself. That's kind of, that's kind of the theme that they're going on that you're trying to, trying to figure out yourself and get your bearings and, you know, move on. It's kind of what I got from it, Steve.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think if anything, it's kind of airing out these things that, you know, this, like you said, it's a pivotal episode. We learn a lot. And in a sense, it's because at some point you, you've got to, you know, focus and, what is the question and let's look for answers, you know, like you've got to, and, and if you have a, if, if we want to try to tie in the B story with the A story, you've got the, what we spoke of with the Tyler Colber stuff. But in a sense, that's also, you know, addressing the elephant in the room or whatever, like, you know, what is the, what is the big question? What is the thing that people want to know? And what is the problem that exists between people It needs to be discussed and aired out? And if we're not going to get along for it, then that's fine. But In a a sense, um, you know, Michael and Spock have that too, you know, and they, and we learn a little bit about the history that makes them at odds to some extent as well. So I think those are the underlying, maybe the themes that tie those things together, but there are a lot of, a lot of plot points to cover here. But I think, I think this episode does a great job of uh, juggling all that and making it, make it very satisfying. Very good. Let's do six degrees
0: for if memory serves. Steve, mm. Melissa George plays Vina. Who played her in the cage slash menagerie? Eh, I'll not want to hear it.
1: Um, yeah. You will? Yep, 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 yeah. I'm not going to come out with it. All right, I'm sorry. Adam? Marilyn Monroe.
0: Oh, <laughs> That'd be interesting. Susan Oliver. Oh, yep, okay. yep, 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 yep. Uh, there's a really great documentary about her. I think it's called The Green Girl or something like that. Hmm. I watched it a couple of years ago. It's very good, actually. Alright, so Steve takes it. one nothing. Alright. It's late for my colleagues here. Uh, we had to record late tonight, so we're going to cut this one short and sweet. Thank you so much for spending an hour with us. You can follow us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Trek Companion. Our Twitter handle, which we actually do tweet occasionally, at Trek Companion send us an email trekcompanion at gmail.com thank you again we're going to be back in two weeks to discuss the next two episodes of Discovery's second season and until then take it easy bye guys see ya
2: I passed it.